This is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase It's from one to ninety-two Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas to Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. The first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. A partridge in a pear tree. The second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. The third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four collie birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me five gold rings, four collie birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. 
The sixth day of Christmas meant your lesson to me. A six geese laying, five gold rings, four collie birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The seventh day of Christmas, my true lesson to me, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five gold rings, four collie birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The eighth day of Christmas, my true lesson to me, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five gold rings, four collie birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me, nine drummers drumming, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four collie birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The tenth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me, ten pipers piping, nine drummers drumming, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five gold rings, four collie birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The eleventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me, eleven ladies dancing, ten pipers piping, nine drummers drumming, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five gold rings, four collie birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The twelfth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me, twelve fiddlers fiddling, eleven ladies dancing, ten pipers piping, nine drummers drumming, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five gold rings, four collie birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Hey everybody, I am here today. And we are going to be talking about what Christmas really means and what the Bible says about it. Because the Bible has a lot to say about, you know, how we should live as human beings and how Christ is going to save us and how we can change our lives if we just believe in him. I just want to first start out with something that I found. It's very interesting. It's Jeremiah 10 to 4. Thus says the Lord, Learn not the way of the nations, nor be dismayed at the signs of the heavens, because the nations are dismayed at them. For the customs of the peoples are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe, by the hands of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so that it cannot move. Romans 14, 1, 23. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not the squirrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats, despite the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats. For God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment? On the servant of another, 
It is not before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld. The Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alive. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Luke 2.11 For unto you is born this day in the city of David, of Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Isaiah 9.6.7 For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Isaiah 7, 14 Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Colossians two sixteen. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in question of food and drink or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. Hebrews 5, 9. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Jezariah 9. 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the fall of a donkey. Isaiah 11, 1. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesus, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. James 1.17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Come down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. 2 Corinthians 9.15 Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. John 1.14 And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we shall seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 14.6 Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the light. No one comes to the 
Father except through me. Luke 1.14 And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. 1 John 5.11 And this is a testimony that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Acts 12.14 And when he had seized him, he put him in prison delivering him over the four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. Galatians 4, 1, 31. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way he also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fulfillment of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of women, born under the law to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Colossians 2, 8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to the human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. John 10.10 The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Esther 9, 2, 2, as a day of one which the Jews got relief from their enemies, and as the month that had come turned for them from sorrow into gladness and from mourning into a holiday, that they should make them days of feasting and gladness, days for spending gifts of food to one another and gifts to the poor. Acts 20.35 In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus how he himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts 5.31 God exalts him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. John 17, 17. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Mechal 5, 1, 
15. Now muster your troops, O daughter of troops. Seize is laid against us. With a rod they strike the judge of Israel on the cheek. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth, then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace when the Zizings comes into our land and treads in our palaces, then we will raise against him seven shepherds and eight princes of men. Jeremiah 10, 1, 25. Hear the word that the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, learn not the way of the nation, nor be dismayed at the signs of the heavens, because the nations are dismayed at them. For the customs of the people are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe by the hands of craftsmen. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so that they cannot move. Their idols are like scarecrows in a cucumber field, and they cannot speak. They have to be carried, for they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, neither is it in them to do good. Well, all of those Bible verses tell us that Jesus is coming. So whether he's coming on the 25th or he was coming on the November 10th, what matters is, is that it was written way before we ever knew or anyone ever knew about Jesus that he was coming. And he came and is coming again to save us. Actually, to save us from ourselves. Now some people might not know what that means, but if you do, you know that the things that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing is not why God sent his son to save you. So that means that we have to work every day to make sure that God sent his child to save us, not in vain. 
and how we can show our appreciation to God and to Christ who died for our sins is to work every day if we're blessed enough to wake up and show God that we're grateful for what he has done for us. Now, it's not easy. God knows it's not easy, literally. But it's something we have to do. We're not going to succeed all the time. But when we do succeed, we can move forward and live a better life. You want to know how all this starts? Well, you go to a church and you give yourself up to God. And you get baptized and you become born again. Do that and your life changes. Yeah, there's some miracles. There's some things that happen that will blow you away because of your new found faith in God. And the only way it can be explained is by being a miracle. And there's no explanation for miracles that's going to happen to you. That probably already have, but you probably didn't recognize them. But now that you are born again, you will see them clearly. You will hear the word of the Lord telling you what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, it's that simple. And I say this time and time again, does this make us perfect people? No, it does not. Are we going to slip up? Yes. But the only difference from you becoming born again and before that is you recognize it now. You recognize your mistakes. You try to make them better. You try not to do them again. You try to learn from them. Not easy, but you can do it. Because you can do anything with the strength that God gives you. Oh, his grace is amazing. His grace is totally, totally amazing. Because you'll have the strength to overcome a lot of things. You'll have the strength to move forward. You'll have the strength to fight battles. Now we're in the 21st century. We're not fighting giants, but guess what? This life is hard. Harder for some people, easier for some people. Whatever your story is, there's going to come a time in your life where you're going to struggle, where you're going to face hard trials. And that's not going to be easy. But with the Holy Spirit in you, you can get through it. You can get through anything. It's like walking through fire. You can get through it. 
it seems totally impossible. At the time, it will, I'm sure. But there's going to be grace given to you. So that grace will help you get through anything. So when they say God is good, there's something that follows all the time. That's no lie. All the time, he's good. But he wants you to live a good life. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to have love. He wants you to keep hope. He wants you to be overwhelmed by joy. And no matter what you're going through, you can have all those things. He'll give them to you. And you might say, China, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I'm here to tell you. I didn't know what I was talking about. There's a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about. But once you give your life over to God, that's going to change. You're going to know what I'm talking about. It will be crystal clear to you. And it won't be like a foreign language. You won't think I'm crazy. You won't think I'm just babbling. It will become crystal clear. Your questions will be answered. And the things that you didn't understand, you will understand. But I urge you to join a church. Find a church that you might like. And you know what I learned? I went to churches and I thought, oh, I'm going to make some friends here. I'm going to, you know, do some stuff. Well, guess what? If that don't happen, so what? That's what I learned. So what? Do what you have to do. Because it's not about that church. It's not about those people in that church. It's about you and God. And you building your relationship with God. Because that's what you all have to do. You build a relationship with God and you get better at living. Things that you had no idea were all about in your life. You get a clear understanding of them. Why they happened. What was the problem? Don't worry about who did what. I want you to only focus on what you did and how you could make you better so that you can heal. Because healing is very important. You need God to heal. But you have to believe that you can. If you have a cut on your arm, 
that cut has to heal. You can't leave it open, gushing all over the place, getting infected, yellow pus coming out of it. You can't do that. So the same goes with you and me. We have to heal. And the first step to healing is stop blaming other people. I'm not saying there's going to be people that aren't to blame. Hello everyone. Before we get back to the Inspirational Wow Show, I want to take a moment and talk about China Myers' best-selling, gripping, heartfelt book titled A Letter to God. You can find this true life story on Amazon. Now, back to the Wow Show. What I'm saying is, forget that. Forget that. Somebody died for you. Somebody was crucified for you. So you are the person that has to get right with the Lord. It's up to the person who harmed you or wronged you to worry about what they have to do. But you have to set your scale straight. And you know what to do. And like I said, if you don't, when you give your life over to God, you will know. Right from wrong will be what you know to be totally, totally how you live your life. You'll know right from wrong. Because I don't care if you had a second grade education. We all know right from wrong. But do we live by it? No. Not unless we give our life over to God. That's when we actually live our lives out the right way. And like I said, things will become crystal clear once you do that. But you've got to heal. So let's recap. Give your life over to God. Find a church. Get baptized. Start doing what you need to do in the church for other people instead of yourself. And it doesn't take a lot of money. If you don't have money to give, you give your time. It's not all about money. You do what you can do to give back. And that's anywhere. If that's what you want to do, you, you do that. You might help out your aunt. She might need some groceries that she really can't afford. 
and you got a couple of bucks left over, you know, you don't get to heaven by good deeds, but your faith should allow you to do good deeds. Wouldn't this be a fantastic, wonderful world if everyone looked after each other? We could do it. We could do it easily. But we have to choose to. It's a choice. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but every day I try to do something for somebody. Other than myself. You know, you just start thinking about other people. What somebody else might want. What somebody else might need. But I'm telling you, when you give your life over to God, that becomes very easy. That's not so easy when you haven't given your life over to God. Because you have you on the brain, first and foremost. But when you give your life over to God, you get baptized, you become born again. That's not how you roll. That's what's up. That's, that's for real. You become a selfless person. And I say that all the time. Now, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm no fool. There's a lot of people out there who have given their life over to God and they got baptized and they're born again and they just as selfish as they were before that. That's okay. That's not for you to worry about. You're going to see it. You're going to run across it. You're going to experience it. It's all right. Maybe, you know... They're not where you are in their walk, you know? You know, all I'm saying is, you know, people like to judge people. I do it sometimes myself. It's, it's, it's a bad habit. But we got to focus more on what we're doing, how we're living. How we're treating people, you know, it's not what we say, it's what we do, you know. We could say all kinds of stuff, but the true test is what we do. When nobody's looking, I'm, I'm very eager to help people. I'm very eager, you know, to spread the word. I'm very eager to tell people what God has done for me. I, you know, I, I'll go anywhere. I'll say it anywhere, you know. But every day you learn something more, you know. You read the Bible. You do devotions. It's not hard work. But it is a lifestyle change, you know. It's like when I started eating natural food, it's a lifestyle change when you, when you want to go, you know, more natural, you know.
I'm not saying, oh, I don't ever eat any donuts. Sometimes I do. But, you know, I try to get, you know, some gluten-free stuff, more natural, not so much sugar. You know, but do I eat that every day? No. I try to do things better now that I know what I know about natural health. Now that I know what I know about the body. So the same goes with God, you know. I try to do better because of what I know about God. By reading the Bible, listening to preachers, going to church, you learn stuff. So now I'm not making those same mistakes that I was making, you know, maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years, you know. I'm, I'm not that same person. So as you grow in your walk, you know, that's why I said, you know, don't judge people because they might not be where you are. I'm not saying you're any better than them or I'm any better than anybody. It's just we all have to learn in our own way, in our own time, you know, to be better people. And, and it's hard work because the flesh desires so much. You know, it's like going to a smorgasbord. You, you just want to, you know, take advantage of it and eat till you can pass out just about and, you know, that's the flesh, you know, on a daily basis. You know, the, the flesh has so many desires, you know, it's called sin, you know. We're filled with it. You know, our, our flesh is sinful. So we can't, we can't give in to it. We can't live our lives like that. Somebody said to me one time, oh. What did you mean by what you said? Well, what I said was is that we all could be robbers. We all could be sexual assaulters. We all could be, you know, crazy people. But we choose not to. If you believe in God and you, you worship God and you honor God and you want to live your life like Jesus, you don't do those things. You try to be better. You try to live in a way that would make God proud. When I hold the door for somebody or do something nice for somebody, I'm not doing it to get recognition or anything like that. I'm doing it because I'm thanking God for everything he's done for me. So I want to show him that what he did for me was not a waste of his time. I kind of want to make him proud, you know? Every day, I try to do that. If I, if I was given the opportunity to wake up and I'm blessed enough to breathe again, you know, that's what I do. I try to make him proud. And it's not who sees me. It's not about that. 
It's not what people think about me. Because guess what? I don't really care what people think. I really don't. I never have. It's all about my relationship with God. It's growing. It's getting... It's incredible. Every day. I learn a little more. And I just love God so much. You know, it's like my mama. I loved her so much. You know? I love this country so much. You know? I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful to be in America. I'm grateful to believe in God. And grateful that, you know, God has saved me so many times and, you know, made me the person I am today, you know, I'm grateful for that. So, how do I show my appreciation? By trying to be a good person. By not going in the smoker's board and just eating everything in sight, you know. I have limits. You have to set limits. My nephew had a drug addiction. It was pretty bad. And he's doing a lot better now. Glory be to God. He's doing a lot better. And, you know, some guy came to him, you know, old friend, and said, hey, you don't want to smoke some marijuana? And he turned him down. Because he said, you know, he wants to show God that he can do it. He wants to make God proud. Because God saved him. And he's grateful for that. You know, it's not about, you know, oh, you smoke some marijuana. It's not like that other stuff. He doesn't want to do it. Because he knows that that would lead him on a road back to where he was. And he doesn't want to go back there. I don't blame him. And I'm really proud of him. Really proud of you, Ronnie. You keep believing in God and keep praying to God and keep asking God to help you. And I have no doubt that you will turn out to be the man you should be. God bless you, Ronnie. So, back to what I was saying. It's, you know, um, life is hard. But it's extremely hard when we feel sorry for ourselves instead of getting solutions. I think it makes it harder. It's extremely hard when we have no regard for anyone but ourselves. Believe it or not, yeah, it's hard when we do that. It's very hard when we go about our daily lives not caring what we do, who we do it to, and above all, what we do to ourselves. It makes it harder 
It makes life harder. It adds to the regular rough times of this world. It adds to it. So, if you think and believe what I'm saying is true, give your life over to God right now. Get on your knees. Go in your bathroom, go in your bedroom, go in your closet, and tell God that you want to give your life up to Him. That you want to change everything. That you want to be God's child. And you rebuke flesh and the devil and anything that holds you back. And you want to be born again. Do that now. Take your crack pipe and throw it in the garbage. Take your marijuana and burn it in the sink. Take your alcohol and pour it down the toilet right now. And tell God you surrender. And I promise, and I don't make promises I don't keep or believe in, but I promise you, all your pain, all your sorrow, all your hurt will go away. It will disappear like the wind. Do that today, now. Give your life over to Jesus. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me. In Jesus' name. Hey guys, that was another great show. We have to remember the reason for Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season. Glory be to God, in Jesus' name. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. And I want to say thank you. I was lost and you found me. I was dead inside and you breathed into me. And you brought these bones alive. I want to say God, you stood with open arms.